Welcome to another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Jones, with... With the co-host, Mrs. Jones. Uh, how y'all doing? Hey, we got a few topics we're going to discuss this week. Um, first, we're going to talk about Creed 3. It's probably one of the uh, best sports movies of all time. Someone yes. called it, oh, if not the highest grossing sports film of all time. And um, for a second topic, we're going to talk about the outrage from um, Angela Bassett um, not getting an award over Jamie Lee Curtis last night. But <clears throat> first, we're going to talk about Creed 3. Now, uh, this is going to be spoilers because we gave you guys two weeks to see this movie. We gave you two whole weeks. So Yes, we did. And, you know, I have been trying to be quiet and I... Get all in, uh, get all in the uh, into the details, but um, it is time. <laughs> it now, is time. Creed three takes place um, first. They go in uh, two thousand and two, where they talk about how you know Creed was in a group home and he was sneaking out of um, Mama Creed's house to go hang out with Damien. Now Damien at that time was a little older than dude was. And he was fighting in the amateurs. Now, he was, like, putting bets on himself. And he was pretty good in the amateurs or whatever. Now, my man Adonis Creed, you know, who wasn't Adonis Creed back then. But he got into a little trouble. And uh, Dame wound up going to jail for 18 years. Now, meanwhile, Creed's out here boxing, putting in work. Had a fight with Conklin, I think it was. Mm-hmm. He was putting in work on dude. Um, <clears throat> and he was doing good, man. He was doing good. He had a... His daughter kind of got big. She was like 11, 12 years old. She's kind of coming through. His wife's producing music and stuff. She's, you know, stepped away from performing and was producing and doing good. So, family was doing pretty good. They was handling business. They was doing what they had to do. And, um... All of a sudden, my man Dame gets out of jail, and, you know, he pops up at the gym. Right. So, I'm going to take it from here. So, the thing is, is, you know, and we've all, we've all been in situations like that. Some, some more than others where, you know, you lose touch with people that you may have been close to. It could have been, you know, a friend, you know, a long-lost friend and situation like that. But... And, and, and when he finally runs into Dame again, Dame's out of jail. Dame's kind of like, hey, I've been, you know, I've been writing you. I've been trying to, you know, reach out to you. What's happened? You know? And, you know, Adonis was like, hey, I didn't even know. You, you wrote me? You know? So, you know, later in, down the spectrum of the line, we end up finding out why he never knew. But basically... What starts off as a, hey, I'm just going to meet you, you know, meet up again, just want to see you, want to see how you're doing. It seemed initially very heartfelt and innocent, but you then began to see Dame's change, his, his personality, his mindset. He's angry, and the truth of the matter is he has a reason to be angry. He lost a chunk of his life. He went into jail when he was young and came out uh, pretty much to the world an old man, you know. So 
he he has this built up animosity, not only against the world, but also against Adonis. But at the same time, he comes in subtle. He gets to know him. He tries to, you know, you know, chat with him a little bit. And he realizes that to get back into boxing, which was his first love, he needed Adonis. Truth be told, he was like, hey, I need you to give me, you know, I, I, I want to I wanna play. I want to I wanna box again or whatever. So Adonis, like most people, when you have some secrets and you have some, some hidden guilt, you, you do things to try to open doors for people or try to make it easy for people that you feel you somehow wrong. So that's really what this was, was a story about a, 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 a brotherhood or friendship between two people where one person felt wronged and the other person felt and, and, and held on to this guilt. Well, the two things I took apart, number one, now, Felix was being disrespectful, the boxer that Creed was promoting. So, Creed's promoting this dude. Felix, he's a Mexican fighter. He's, you know, sparring with dudes, getting ready for a fight with uh, Draco. And uh, he's letting his sparring partners have it. He's, you know, being disrespectful, period. Right. And so, don't nobody want to spar with him. In comes our man Dane. So, he's like, yeah, man, just spar with, you know, spar with Felix. Now, Felix is in there being disrespectful. Dame is in there not having it. Like, man, you ain't finna just, I ain't finna be no punching bag for some wannabe contender, man. Like, I want a shot. Right. Now, the problem is Creed already got a fight with Draco lined up with Felix. So, he's like, man, I can't just give you a title shot overnight. That ain't how it works. So, they was at a party doing their thing, and all of a sudden... Somebody attacks uh, Draco out of nowhere, breaks his hand, puts him in the hospital. Now, the title fight that was supposed to be Draco versus Felix is off. So Creed, already feeling like he owed Dame, uh, already feeling like he owed Dame, he want to put him in there like, hey man, I'm going to go ahead and put you in there with Felix. Not really, not really trying to give Dame a shot, but just trying to keep, Felix fighting somebody, you know, because he's like, man, Felix need to get in there with somebody because they need to get paid. But how perfect was that? That it, it set him up. He didn't have anybody else that he could really look toward. Now, the crazy thing about it is, is by putting him in there, he was actually already thinking he, he ain't going to win. He already had in his mindset, like, this going to be an easy fight for Felix as opposed to... His own, you know, so-called brother, so-called friend. Yeah, and the trainer the whole time was telling him, don't do it. You don't, don't owe do this it. dude nothing. And let's talk about that. You know, because what I, while I, yes, it was a boxing movie. You know, one thing that stuck out to me was how, you know, people really wear a huge amount of guilt when you do something wrong towards somebody. Okay, this, they were young, right? They were young. He acted in a way that put them both in jeopardy. And then he did something um, that that pretty much left his friend 
hanging by himself. He left him hanging by himself, which put him in a position of, you know, locked up, getting locked up and everything. But to think that this boy at, how old was he then? He had like to be 18? about. No, when that happened. Like he had to be like 17, 18? 16, 17. This happens to you when you're like 16, 17 years old. All these years, you done held on to this. You done bottled up this this guilt that you feel. And now here this guy comes back. And you're literally willing to risk other things. So that you don't have to feel the guilt toward this person. Like, you're willing to like... Practically put your own career and your own word on the line. No. For, for a guy that you ain't seen in years. You don't know if this is a if this guy is a wild card. You don't know what he's on. No, but the problem you had was his trainer kept telling him like, "Dude is out here trying to hurt people. He got two big boulders on the shoulders, so he out here, you know, he mad already." And you putting this dude in the ring with a fighter that's you know got a good record, just got a belt. You don't want to do that. And Creed didn't listen to dude. Like, man, Felix is going to go in there and handle business. And then I still gave my friend a shot. Everybody got paid, and we, we could keep it moving. That's how he felt. But the truth of the matter is, is number one, you counted your friend out, thinking that he was just going to go in there and get, you know, uh, or, and lose, which you should have never did that. He should have never felt that way. Um, but even with that being the case, it, it's just sad because even after the that that fight and he won that championship, the true colors finally hit the fan. Like yeah, because he was cheering Felix on the whole fight, mm -hmm. and then when didn't say one thing to to to, to Dame the whole fight. Well, before the fight, he came in there and told I'm him. I'm talking like, about during on, the fight. He didn't say no. Nah, one during thing. the fight, he see him cheering like if, if this your dude, you done came up with this dude. You didn't took a bit for this dude. You pulled a gun out of somebody to stop dude from being shot. And here this dude is giving you a shot, but he ain't here rooting for the other dude. Right. He and, and he looked at that. There's one part in the movie where you can see him saying to Felix something and he looking over at him like, dang, you didn't say nothing to me yet. You ain't even told me to keep my head up or nothing. No, but you, you know? cheering and coaching this other guy up in the other corner. So, so, but, but that's the thing is it's like, but this Adonis felt so much guilt about that situation, which you know it makes sense. I get it. But even with that being the case, like you know, he could have put his whole family in jeopardy. You know, he could have put so many people's lives in jeopardy. You know, I was you know shocked that you know they had somebody big enough that could crack the the wrist of a. Uh, of, Draco. Uh, Draco. <laughs> yeah, but even uh, with that being said, uh, so, he, <laughs> so he puts Felix in a hospital. Now, was it as bad as what Draco did to him in the last movie? Nah. Mm -mm. No, <laughs> but, no, no, no. you know, but my man was in here doing some dirty tactics. He was elbowing on, on they took points away. He was in there, you know, um, hitting dude in the arm and stuff, like intentionally trying to hit him in his arm to where he would bring his guard down. And when he knocked Felix out, you know, his mom was looking at him crazy. The trainer's like, man, don't come back to the gym for a while. I told you this dude was out to hurt people, whatever. Right. And then his mom was like, look, you need to come talk to me. And so she, his mom pulls out the letters where 
the dude that attacked Draco was actually one of Dame's friends in prison. Right. So he's like, Dame was setting you up the whole time. And you fell for it. So Creed goes over to try to confront Dame, who got the belts, and they out in the streets partying. And it don't go the way he thought it should go. Because, you know, my man's talking about, I don't need you no more. I'm going to take everything back. And my man's like, is that a threat? My man slapped him in his eye. Pow! Yeah. <laughs> like, ain't, ain't no threats around here. We all promises over here, man. Right. <laughs> you know, and, then he said that infamous, that infamous line to, to tick him off, calling him Baby Creed. Like, well, you running, Baby Creed. That's all you good at, Baby Creed. Say, like, what you call me? <laughs> but anyway, my man winds up going off on his mom like, you made this dude hate me. All this other stuff. You could have told me this dude letters. I could have. I didn't know he was trying to contact me, whatever. His mom was like, I was trying to protect you from going back there. So he went off on his mom. His mom winds up passing away. And so now, you know, he's telling this girl kind of what happened. That dude got into a fight with a dude that used to keep him in the home. Dude was abusing him when they was in the home. So when he bumped into dude as a teenager, he started attacking dude. And uh, when dude's friends grabbed him and started jumping them, Dame jumped out the car with a gun. And that's when the police came up and got Dame, but Creed ran away. So he was telling his wife, like, you know, his wife's trying to tell him, don't let this dude take away everything that you built. And dude was trying to tell his wife, like, man, he's only going, he only can listen one way. He's not going to listen me talking to him. So, my man tried to go on first take to set the air straight because Dane been running his mouth ever since he won his belt. So, he's yeah. trying to talk to Stephen A, trying to let Stephen A know what the deal was. Dane calls in the first take. <laughs> <laughs> being a real, a real, real he, he jerk. He's a jerk. He like, no, nah, I'm going to rub this in. I'm going to let everybody know you a fraud. But, uh, but the you thing know. was, Creed trying to tell dude, man, we don't want to do this here. We can talk about it. And Dane's like, no, we live now. We're going to do it here right now. So they're like, man, I'm going to challenge you for these belts then. My man said, run it. <laughs> so Let's go. But, you know, watching uh, Creed um, train and, and realize that, you know, he really had to, like, hone in on why he was fighting what his purpose was, what the goal was, uh, watching that transformation because at one point it was like, nah, bro, right. you're about to get killed. He ain't working now. If you go in that enough. thing, you going to get killed. <laughs> but when I say this was the best training montage I ever seen. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know where they do the cut scene where my man's like lifting bricks and hitting trees and stuff and running miles and stuff to get ready. The way he was sparring Draco and he was pulling airplanes and they was running him up the hill with a truck. It was like, and but then as impressive as Creed's training montage was, the other side where my man, uh, Major's Dame, he was in there literally doing He-Man stuff too, you know, running with the beach. He was in the ring with a rope tied Mm -hmm. to him, knocking dudes out and stuff. So, I mean, it was, it, when I say, if it wasn't a movie, if I was like, if they was like showing this like a um, 
before the fight or behind the scenes type of situation before a fight like they normally do, I'd have been amped. I'd have bought this on pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, I'd have been yeah, all in. It would in. have definitely been one worth worth buying. I mean, we saw it. We ended up seeing the movie twice. You know, um, what I will say as far as um, ratings, uh, as far as the fight scenes, definitely not even just the fight between him and Dame, but the um, Felix fight, Felix and, and Dame. Oh man, the um, intros that was that was amazing. Felix intro um, was on was was a ten. Yeah, <laughs> he was on ten. Yeah, definitely. I think I would rate. I would give this movie honestly a ten out of ten. Felix, that's, that's, Felix came out like Namor should have came out in Wakanda forever. <laughs> no, what you mean? Namor did come out like a no, beast. but Felix came out like Namor did. <laughs> like he came out like you know, like uh, it was like a Deontay Wilder intro, but more more Mexican, like more more Aztec type of stuff. They had the smoke, and then all of a sudden you see this dude come out with this mask on. Mm-hmm. And he got the two women. He pulled that mask off, and he just stared into the ring like. Uh, when, he, <laughs> when he came in, I I didn't know what I didn't know what we stepped into. I it, it was man, like he came in like all over again. Like a, it was like a, a excerpt. Like it was the the rated R version of Encanto. <laughs> man, he came in like a superhero. I ain't even gonna lie. Uh, and he meant business too. Like yeah, we gonna do this. The problem was my man was fighting dirty though. But I would just say the fight that Creed and Dame had, when I sit here and say that it wasn't no, you know, overly uh, pumped up, uh, he getting knocked, people getting their head knocked silly and he getting the blood and guts beat out of him type stuff. It, the fight wasn't that bad on that side. Of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I will say this, when they start zoning in on each other, looking at each other, what they look like when they was kids and... He at one point he had my man up against the ropes and some ca- a cage came down and some bars right. came through, and then he had old dude he had Dame he was giving Dame work up against the turnbuckles, and they showed the mattress dude was getting beat up against him when they was kids like it was it they, was real deep it was like I mean just the 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 sweat the grit everything about it that you could tell. You could actually tell that they were fighting with with all their might, but they were actually working out that pain at the same time. The way they were growling at they each were, other? They were mad. Both of them were mad. You oh. know what I'm saying? And they both had reason to be mad. So watching them fight through not only the memories, but fighting with each other, at, you know, I, I, I mean, I just, if the movie couldn't have been any better. You know, I I initially was thinking that Rocky would be in it, of course, but um, and I was like, no, no Rocky. But what when I say, and then even his little, the little, the his little daughter. Oh man, you know she a little beast too, like. <laughs> oh, his daughter, and we like, ain't gonna get a whole movie away, but his daughter is coming. I just she, she, you better watch out. She is coming, man. But then, but and we not gonna give away the the complete end of the movie because you gotta go see it. And I don't want to give the complete end of the way, but I can say this. If you want to see um, anime's influence on a live action movie, how they they cut they do the cut scenes and they're going into the past a little bit, 
and they not you know they're not telling like a 10 year old backstory in the midst of stuff and even the motivational speech and like man you gotta let all that stuff go yeah. you know and step into what is and it's it's stuff that that's a word for somebody. That's the realness. <laughs> like, that's what I said at the word. beginning. It's like everybody at some point in their life has been there. Where it's like you realize you I mean, you can't hold on to all of that. You can't keep letting people you can't let nobody guilt you. But then at the same time, you gotta take away release that shame that you feel about your past too. Like the only way that he was able to move on and to get victory over in this fight. Was that he had to let that go, you know, and 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 it's a real, real note for somebody out there. So, yeah. you know, keep that in mind. But um, what I again, like I said, I would rate it a ten out of ten. Definitely go see it. It is worth it. Um, they do have another movie coming out, um, very similar about um George George Foreman. Um, I'm excited about that. I think that's going to be very nice, too. And that's based on a true story. Right. It's based on a true story, so that'll be nice, too. But we got some really good movies coming out. And and this movie is definitely one that I would tell someone to pay for. And I'm going to just say this, because we will give Ant-Man and Wasp a review as well down the line. But we did this one first because this movie left such an amazing... um, Impression. Mark impression yeah. on us, and then on top of that, Jonathan Majors, seeing both movies, and my man had two number one movies back to back that he was the main villain in. He is in here putting in work, man. When I sit here and say not only putting in work as an actor, but you know putting in the work, getting in shape for these roles, man, and 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 being that dude, you know. I mean, the other movie they didn't even mention dude's name. He was him. It was like, what's a, who who who's running everything? Him. They didn't even say dude's name. So yeah, and he was him in this movie when after he knocked dude out. They people didn't want to see dude, and I'm just gonna be real. Like, it is just nice to see that you know, black actors. You know, between Wakanda Forever and you know seeing Jonathan May just come up in Ant Man and Quantum Mania, then seeing another number one movie here. With um, we're supporting these movies with Creed Three. We are supporting these movies. Yeah. Now we'll go to another black <laughs> actor that didn't get the. Now, the the, we're gonna get into Angela Bassett and the Oscars real quick. Cause number one, I, I thought that Angela Bassett, Angela Bassett, I like Bassett, not Bassett. <laughs> I'm thinking Angela Bassett got slapped in the face a little bit on this. So they said nobody was going to get slapped, and she did. You know, so they lied to us. Somebody did get slapped in the Oscars, but it was more like they got slapped in their pride. It's not that, I, know, it's not that I see how can you go to the theater and watch Wakanda Forever, see the role that, that Queen Ramonda played in it, how she handled that situation. And then you go see Halloween 2500 and think that Jamie Lee Curtis deserved an Oscar over Angela Bassett. Right. And I'm just asking for any moviegoer. Now, there's some people that think that Halloween... Because how many people have won an Oscar for horror movies? (laughs) Not many people. No. 
And if she was going to win one for the horror movie, you'd think it would have been one of the first two or three. Right, right, Not right. Like, This is like the 12th or thir- 13th this, movie? This is about the 18th movie of, of Halloween. And I'm going to just be honest. For me, I feel like technically she didn't do well on the first one because Michael Myers was still alive. He was still coming back. So you don't get an award if he's coming back. That's how I feel. But don't get me wrong. Jamie Lee Curtis is a very good actress. She's been been out for a while. She's done some really great movies. So in her own right, she is a really good actress. And her and Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, True Lies. That was the movie. (laughs) That was everybody's movie. So the truth of the matter is, is is she, would she deserve to have an Oscar? Yes. On this movie? No. No. But at the end of the day, like even watching the um, the Oscars and seeing Angela Bassett kind of sitting there, she you could tell you could tell she was, she was a little disappointed about it because, and I was too because I felt like you know hasn't she not given hasn't she given her everything you know hasn't has she not given her all you know and I feel like she 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 almost should have gave a speech like that. At the Oscars, you know, and let them know, you know, the same speech she gave Okoye, you know, because the truth of the matter is, is I've never, she's been in a lot of movies that I feel like she should have gotten, um, recognition for. Waiting to exhale. Uh, yeah, you know, what's love got to do with it? Yeah, what's love got to do with it? Right, she played Rosa Parks. I mean, there's so many movies that I've seen her in that I thought myself she could have got a she really could have gotten an award for that. She's literally one of the strongest black female actresses. She's yeah, she's. And I she's, mean, she's taking on roles. Uh, it seems like a lot of her roles have to do with her experiencing this supreme amount of pain. Yeah. And this role was no different. But I thought that she again, I, she. The way she handled this this movie, also with the 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 sadness around it, you know, especially with you know Chadwick, Chadwick and them having to readjust this whole movie, you know, around that and in that readjusting, her part was rewritten, you know, even in that, like they didn't initially have her playing or having that much power as as they ended up giving her because the original um what would have come out next uh what kind of forever had Chadman, Chadwick Stumbling been alive would have been around him still he would have still been king so not only was the whole group met with a lot of grief but she emerged as this leader like it was just so perfect like I, I i didn't expect her to take that stance but she held her own i just thought it was so, so remarkable how she handled herself in this movie and i'm just for me i felt a little bit sad about it but at the end of the day I'm gonna be honest. That's the kind. That's kind of where we're at. Right. There are people that should have received awards years ago for their acting, and they still have not. Yeah. And then I'm looking at. Or they don't. I'm looking at they 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 showed Michelle Yeoh and that um other Asian like they they gave them they props. 
So when you see people and, you know, they're recognizing these other minorities, but when it comes to, you know, recognizing some black, you know, I would understand if this movie didn't make $2 billion. Right. If everybody and their grandma literally didn't go to see this movie, okay, then you might have had a situation. And I'm talking about this movie dropped with a bunch of hit movies dropping right on top of it. Avatar came out. Uh, Quantumania, then Creed right behind it. So maybe the memory of it, you know, and then it, it hit right a month before the Oscars and y'all still? Right. Y'all still was like, nah. Yeah, that's just, yeah. you know, that I, that just leaves a, ta- a bad taste in my mouth. But at the end of the day, we have seen some situations where this is it's not new to us, especially not new to, and I'm not saying this was a race thing, but we can say that historically, you know, black people, men and women, that have been in the, the, the industry have, have not gotten nearly as many accolades as you know they should have i you know i think of and i'm gonna go back a little bit some people may disagree but i'm thinking back like even the movie temptations you know oh, yeah i thought leon <laughs> you know what was his name leon um i forget his last name um like he just goes by Leon though. No, but you But you know nobody here to see you, Leon. No, ain't nobody here to see you, Otis. Oh, but um but I'm but that's the thing. I thought that he played the mess out of that role. Nobody could have played David Ruffin better. You know what I'm saying? There were so many people that played in, you know, really monumental movies. Lawrence Fish Lawrence Fishburne has never received an Oscar. Ever. Man, he's like one and of my he's favorites. been in so many movies that would have I'ma just be honest. I'm not talking about all the other Matrix, but the first one? Oh my gosh. The first he, Matrix, man. He changed my whole mindset toward, you know, Morpheus. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally just fell in love with with him in that movie. You, because he just he just played he was so calm he was so cool but to this day he has never won an Oscar there are so many other people that are you know putting the work in and the movie the movie I give my man credit for though that changed me from I say you know as a young man to thinking more about being like a full man was his role in hoodlum you know but that's that's yeah, you know, that too. That was a a, a different phase because I was just becoming a father and all the stuff. And this movie kind of like, yeah, you know, just kind of being a gentleman. And even if you gotta handle and do stuff like this on the other side, you still gotta, you know, you know, you still have a code that you want to try to live by and stuff. But those are, you know, those are different times. But uh, I will say this. I'm not a real award ceremony watcher, so I'm not watching Oscars, Golden Globes and stuff. And I know, like, certain shows and stuff, people are getting credit and there are diversity, so moves are being made. But I just feel like when it came to this, this is more the same of why I don't watch these award shows because, if, you know, me being a moviegoer and taking the kids to see this movie, going to see it twice, and seeing a bunch of other movies, you know, and knowing that, hey, this woman, 
she probably put the best, you know, she probably did had the best performance I've seen in the last three or four years. Yeah. And to see her get basically passed over for someone that did a horror movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that y'all never usually give awards for. It's kind of crazy. Girl, I'm sorry. Our cat seems to always want to jump up when we're doing stuff. So we're going to go ahead and um, uh, leave it there tonight. We got a um, few things we're working on. Uh, wife, did you have anything you want to say to anyone? I don't. To the you good know, I, I definitely think it's a great season to go and see some movies with your family. There are a lot of movies that are coming out that, since we're talking about it, a lot of movies that have come out and that are coming out that I think would be wonderful to see. If you haven't seen Ant-Man um, and the Quantum Realm, I think you ought to. That It's definitely um, you know, worthy of it. I would definitely pay to go see it. And then there are so many movies that are coming out that um, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see. John Wick is one of them. Wow. Um, so... Take some yeah, time. Yeah, John Wick 4. Oh, my goodness. Take some time. Spend some time with family. You know, um, we had a, um, there was a death in, in the family um, uh, the with our children. And, you know, it's it's moments like that when you lose people that you love that you, you think about all the times that you could have spent with them. So while we still have time and while we still have life, Take some time and spend time with family. Call up your cousins. Go see a movie. Do something to stay connected, you know? Yeah, I would say, you know, people are passing away a lot younger and younger, it seems like. So, yeah, tell people you love them. Um, yeah. Hug them close and hug them tight. But I'm going to just say, God bless everyone. Uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Have a great night. Have a good night.